on today's message from Harvest Church of God. Truth is, every one of us should have been on that cross. The Bible said the iniquity of us all was placed upon him. He was wounded for our transgressions, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. And that the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. He blots them out and takes them out of the way. I want you to know who you are in God. So many times we don't fully appreciate who we are in God. That overarching polemic that we all know is that Christ has the preeminence in all things. In fact, he is the maker and the creator of all things. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pastor and we're the people of his hand. In that colossal verse, in, uh, in the book of Colossians it is, we'll let right, live right in the right place where it ought to be. He talks about how that Jesus is the focal point of God's endeavor of reconciliation. You know, there's a word in Romans 5 and 11 that says we have now received the atonement. It is the only place in the whole New Testament where that word appears. It's in Church of God teachings, though. <laughs> it, it's right there. It didn't miss its opportunity to get in there. But atonement is in Romans 5 and 11. And it's the only place in the entire New Testament where you find that word. And you break it down, it says, at one meant. And most Bible scholars agree that it could have more correctly been translated, we have now received the reconciliation. Because being reconciled to God means that all of our differences and our issues are settled by one event and it happened at the cross where he was made to be the propitiation for our sins. Philippians is also about a Philippian jailer that got saved in a church that was started right there in Philippi. In fact, these words are so famous because they uh, are attributed to the great apostle Paul, the architect of the early church the Aristotle of the New Testament church. Seventh verse of third chapter says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. He'd just gone through a great host of mentioning great things about himself that everybody should be proud of. He said, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews, tribe of Benjamin, circumcised the eighth day, Pertaining to the law, I, I, I lack nothing. I, I'm a full registered Pharisee. And he said, I am a Hebrew of the Hebrews. But he said, everything that I would count as an accolade for myself, it's lost. It's lost that I might do one thing, and that is gain Jesus. Have you gained Jesus? You suffered a loss, but you gained Jesus. Jesus. And if I were to ask you, I've done this for kids in youth camp when I was a state youth director for many years, I would say, what does Jesus mean to you? And you get the same answer. Boy, girl, young, old, he's everything to me. Everything. He's everything. He's everything. In other words, the Colossians say, he is my all in all. 
He is my all and in all. And listen to what Paul says about all of these things, his credentials. And in verse 8 he says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency, the high privilege of knowing Jesus as Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, don't be offended, and I do count them as dung that I may win Christ. That I may win Christ. Everything that I counted as precious and valuable and expensive and treasure to me, he said, are lost that I might gain Jesus and all of them are as human waste to me. Wow. Well, every one of us in this room are human beings and there are some things all living things do and got to have. Number one, you got to be fed. Number two, you got to get water. Number three, you got to breathe air or process oxygen some way. I think human beings breathe, last count I had. You might have to touch a neighbor and see if they're still breathing, but uh, <clears throat> that'd be a good indication they're still alive. And here's something else that all living things, they've got to handle waste. They've got to get rid of it. Sorry if that offends you, I apologize. But let me tell you this. There's a real problem that arises when you don't properly handle the waste. It's called constipation. Hmm. So the blockage... The obstruction is things that I count as lost for myself in order to gain Christ. But if I don't handle that and get it out of me, then a bad situation exists. I heard a preacher say one time, praise God, the people of God just need a good BM. That sounds strange, doesn't it? That's true because Paul said everything that I counted that was valuable to me and all these things, my titles, all of my, my attire, my wardrobe, my knowledge about the Old Testament and the laws and all of that, he said concerning all of that stuff, he said all that just needs a good way to get out of me. A good way to get out of me. There are some things God is trying to get in you and there are some things God is trying to get out of you. And he said, I have lost all of those things that I might have the Lord Jesus and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10 is colossal. It says, that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. 1 John 5 and 20, And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding. Somebody say an understanding. You see, there are some things God wants you to understand. You, you are a person that is in need of this understanding. That we may know him. That is true. So somehow or another, 
you've got to hear right. And number two, you've got to learn right and process what you know and turn that into faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how you learn and that's how you grow. Faith then is a positive response to the Word of God. It's best illustrated in the call of Abraham in the 12th chapter when the Bible said, And God said unto Abraham, Get up and go to a land that I will show you. Fourth verse said, So Abraham departed. In Alabama, King James, that would say, God said, Go, so he got up and went. It's a positive response to the Word of God. That's what faith is. It makes what God says what you say. Faith, then, is taking the truth of God's Word and making it applicable to your situation. Hallelujah. That's a very important tenet of our, our belief system. He says that I may know Him, being made conformable, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection. 1 John 5 and 20. Here's what we got to understand. Everybody say, help me God to understand. I need to understand. Listen to it. 1 John 5, 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his Son, Jesus Christ. And this is the true God and eternal life. John 17, 3, and this is life. This is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. What is Paul saying to these three different churches? What is he trying to get into their, into their spiritual being? The fact that Jesus is God's expression and his gift, his unspeakable gift, that will successfully deal with the sin issue that separates you and God. Jesus is God's answer to the sin issue, the sin problem. Now, what does sin do? Sin separates. Sin divides. The Bible tells us that the soul that sinneth shall surely die. In fact, the Bible says, in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then those that are Christ's at his coming. Colossians 1.16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in the earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All of these things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Preeminence. Boy, that's a great word. You know what it means? Superior to all others. Superior. Is Jesus superior to all others? If he is, that means he is without peer. If he is superior to all others, that means there is none beside him. Boy, you were singing this message so good right there this morning. Boy, that was great. He alone, he alone is Savior. His blood alone washes the sin out of a man's life. His grace alone 
faith in him alone, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. God hath given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all of the fullness dwell. I love this 20th verse. And having made peace. Ephesians 2 informs us that we were enemies. There was a middle wall, a partition between us. And the Bible said, he hath torn down that wall. <laughs> when Reagan pounded on the podium and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Praise God, there was a greater wall than that one in Berlin. There was one that separated us from God. It was the wall of sin. It was the, the wall of disobedience. It was the wall of rebellion. And the Bible said that God tore down that wall, tore down that wall, removed it. And the Bible said, took it out of the way. Oh, I love that. Took it out of the way. That all the ordinances that were written against us, he blotted them out. Hallelujah. I'm glad God has got a blotter. And that the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. He blots them out and takes them out of the way. Hallelujah. And I love that next little clause there in that verse says, nailing our sins to his cross. Nailing our sins to his cross. When I was a young evangelist, I used to sing a song that said, I, I should have been crucified. Now you got to have hair the color of mine, I understand, to know about I should have been crucified. And there was this little country girl, she was over playing the piano there, and I looked over and I said, I should have been crucified. And she went. And I said, no, I, I should have been crucified. And she said. I finally said, the song, honey, the song that goes, I was guilty with nothing to pay. Yeah, but Jesus, God's son, took my place. Oh, 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 I've heard that song. I said, well, don't try to play it, then I'll just sing it. <laughs> Truth is, every one of us should have been on that cross. The Bible said the iniquity of us all was placed upon him. He was wounded for our transgressions. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. Praise God. He did it all for me. Having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile. There that word comes up again. To reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated, you that were alienated, and you were a stranger, alienated, and even were an enemy in your mind by wicked works, 
Yet now, somebody say now. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of this flesh through death to present you, to present you what? Number one, holy. God's ambition for me is to make me holy. God's goal for me is to make me holy. We talked about that potter and that piece of pottery and that clay being visible and pliable in the potter's hands. His goal was to make what he had envisioned as his purpose and his image for me. And hallelujah, that whole process of making me a vessel unto honor. He said, God's intention is to present me holy. I have no chance at being holy within myself. I have no chance. It is all by grace that it might be by faith. All of grace. All of him. All of him. Nothing of me. It's what he did. It's the price that he paid that I could be holy. And I love this next word. That, that word holy means without fault, pure, and sacred. Can, can you think that God could take a, a wretched person? You know, in the painting of the Last Supper, Leonardo da Vinci, when he started that painting, he went and found the person with the greatest expression, most compassionate, loving expression on his face to sit for him to draw as Jesus at the table. He waited until last to paint Judas. And he went to prison to find the most wretched, the most awful expression on a man's face to paint Judas. He was in the act of painting using this young man as a model when the young man began to sob. True story. And he said to Leonardo da Vinci, he said, you don't recognize me, do you? He said, no. He said, I am the one that sat for you to paint Jesus over 10 years ago. Wow. It's God's will to change us, but if we allow sin to do its heinous work, it will destroy every one of us. God's will is saying, I want to present you without fault and pure and sacred. You got your shouting shoes on? Here's a good one. Second, he wants us holy. Number two, unblameable. Now, if you had one word to explain Lucifer and Satan, it would be the accuser of the brethren. He loves to accuse. He loves to put the finger. He loves to hunt people down to tell them how sorry and low down they are. And as the accuser who is the lie and the father of a lie, he uses deceitfulness and untruth to try to discredit and smear the people of God. But your position in God is this, and we'll deal with each one, each one of these. Blameless. Blameless. That means that there is no act of yours that would bring God's judgment upon you because of something that's happened. 
Something has happened. You know what it is? You died. You died. I died. I'm sitting here, Pastor, breathing. You told me if I was breathing, I was alive. But spiritually, you're dead. Well, you preach sometimes that we need to come alive in Christ. Yes, but to the things of the world, to the things of the flesh, to the ambitions and the aspirations of this flesh and the things that connect us to this world, he said, I'm dead to those things. In fact, the Bible said in the Roman letter, chapter 8, ye are dead to sin. And he said, if indeed you mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. So God is about this proposition of presenting us blameless. Here's a good one, the third one, and I'll be through. He said, unreprovable. Unreprovable. What does that mean? It means you engage in no activity that would warrant reproof. You know what that means? That means that I am alienated. I'm alienated. I am an alien. My citizenship is in heaven, but I'm in a foreign land. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger. I'm a wayfaring on my journey. You know, the old-timers used to sing, I'm on my way. On my way. Rusty used to sing, it wouldn't take nothing for my journey. Wouldn't take nothing for my journey. Well, when old-timers used to testify, they'd say, well, I'm proud this Wednesday night finds me pressing on up the highway. On my way. When people would pass on, you say, you tell them when you get there, uh, last time you saw me, I was on my way. They used to get up and testify and say, I love this way. I've been in this way a long time. They understood that you're a, you're a, you're a pilgrim. You're on your way. Your citizenship is in heaven. You're looking for the Lord of glory. You got a hope that's an anchor of the soul that holds you steadfast within the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Stand up and let me pray with you, and then you can sing some more. There are some times when the rocks hurt my feet. You know that one? My body burns from the sweat and the heat. Strength almost gone. Faith begins to wane. But what happens? You get renewed to believing that when Christ, who is our life, Christ, who is, is there any of this building, anybody in this building that can say, Christ is my life? He's my, it's okay for me to be dead because Christ is my life. It's okay for me to be dead because I live in Jesus. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. And that's what keeps you going on. And that's what keeps you steadily making progress toward that goal, which is Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want to pray a prayer with you. Then you go clap hands and shout some more. If they want to shout, let them shout. Now listen, you won't bother Taylor by shouting. He's church of God. I said he's church of God. So you're not going to bother him by shouting or praising the Lord or lifting your hands and 
You won't bother him. You don't, I won't scare him. He's seen it a lot. And I think you ought to rejoice because of who you are in Christ. You're as sure for heaven right now because you're blameless, you're unreprovable, and you're holy. And Jesus went to that cross so that you could be holy, blameless, unreprovable. Who shall lay a charge against God's elect? There remaineth therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For by the law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath he made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Dead to sin. Dead to the condemnation dead to all those juridical things and now you have peace with God justified by faith name in the Lamb's book of life citizenship in heaven waiting for the Lord to come waiting for the Prince of life to come hallelujah stretch your antenna this way dear Lord Jesus thank you for your word that informs us that we are the apple of your eye, we're the righteousness of God, that we've been transformed, we're dead indeed unto sin, dead unto the things of this life and this world, but alive unto Christ. And our, our life is hid in Christ with God, that Jesus has made our calling and election sure. Jesus has given to us the hope of eternal life right now and no accusation no work of the adversary can change who we are in jesus and i thank you for that oh lord and i ask you now to touch every one of these people under the sound of my voice and let them everyone have perfect peace knowing that jesus paid it all jesus paid it all jesus paid it all and we're living by faith, not by sight. I care not today what tomorrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth o'er everything. And all of my worry is vain. You'll probably have to find me. I sing in weird keys. Just sing it with me. Living by faith in Jesus above. I'm trusting, confiding. I'm trusting, confiding in his great love. And from all harm's Turn to this earth some sweet day. Our trials will then all be o'er. The master so gently will lead us away beyond that blessed heavenly shore. Come on, sing. I'm living by faith in Jesus.
from trust and confiding in his great love. And from all harm say, any shelter regards, I'm living by faith, and I feel no Would you give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning?